Hey guys, welcome to today's video. So today I'm going to talk about all the books that I have read this first few weeks of March. So in the first half of March. Because frankly, I got all of them from the library and I need to give them back before they get overdue. So let's talk about them. Alright, the first book I read this month was To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. This is a classic. Like, I have been deprived because I haven't read too many classics. I mean, my favorite classic ever is Pride and Prejudice because how can you not? But this month I finally read To Kill a Mockingbird. They never had me read this in school, but I loved this so much. It was really well written. I love the writing. I just thought it was full of like beautiful sentences and the story was really good. It's set in the South. Um, it was written in the 1950s and it follows a girl named Scout as she, you know, comes of age, sort of. She's a kid and she it follows her childhood as she like enters school and talks about her friendships and her relationships like with her father and the people that live in her house and it's really good it's like the genre is like southern gothic even though it is also a classic it covers like racism and hatred that begins to grow in the south um like one of the main stories of the novel is like scout's father is a lawyer and he defends a black man who is accused of rape and so the book also deals with injustice um, and yeah, lots of important topics. I thought it was really, really well written. Um, it was written in the 1950s, so it is like a bit dated. Like some of its ideas on gender roles are like a bit outdated, but then again, it does still happen. So maybe it's not outdated. Hmm. This is a classic and I'm so glad I finally read it because it was really good. The second book that I read is, um, Indian Horse by Richard Wagamese. This thick. Um, this book was, I read this book pretty quickly. It's narrated by this guy named Salt Indian Horse. This is a fiction, but it's based in fact. It's about how, um, Saul gets sent, or he gets put into, um, a residential school because he's a First Nations Canadian. And so it talks about his experiences in Ontario at a residential school. Um, it was kind of heartbreaking at times because, like, of all the harsh recollections of residential school because, like, as fellow kids around him like are malnourished and as they die and commit suicide and just you know hate their time at residential school um Saul talks about how he manages to get through it by like having hockey as his rock because he falls in love with playing hockey Saul manages to get through residential school by like um using that as his source of happiness I really enjoyed reading about how Saul managed to like find the power inside of himself to get himself through his harsh experiences um, and then once he leaves, he talks about like the jobs that he tries to find and how he sort of copes with um, what happened to him at residential school. So yes, I highly recommend this read. Number three that I want to talk about is Shanghai Girls by Lisa C. Um, I really love, love this. Um, this is really good. This is set in 1937 in Shanghai, which was known as the Paris of Asia to quote the inside of the cover to quote the inside cover. And it follows this 21-year-old girl named Pearl Chin. Um, she also has a sister named Mei. And so it starts off them in Shanghai and they're like pretty prosperous and beautiful because their dad's like a businessman and they get into calendars as models and their life's just great. But then one day their father informs them that he has sold them to some American suitors. So Pearl has to deal with these family expectations to marry this American guy whom she doesn't want to marry at all. And then when their city gets bombed, they, um, 
have to leave their city and eventually they do make it to America and have to start a new life there. This book definitely talks about um, Pearl's relationship with her um, sister May because you know as it their relationship evolves and changes over the years because like Pearl um, gets a daughter and May wants to make it in the Hollywood business but she's having a hard time doing it because of racism, the racism of the Hollywood industry. I really love this book because it talks a lot about like the Chinese culture of the time and the culture of Chinese people coming to America. It's a historical fiction based on real stories and I really liked it. Alrighty, number four that I read is Go Set a Watchman by Harper Lee again. This is not really a sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, I read that this was actually written before To Kill a Mockingbird, but To Kill a Mockingbird was published instead. This was written in the 1950s, just like To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, this was only published in 2015, so very recently. It has the same characters in the same setting, but Scout, the main character from To Kill a Mockingbird, returns to her hometown where she's now an adult. She's 26 and she um, starts to see people in a new light. She gets like disillusioned with memories of her childhood and people that she thought she knew. Like, for example, her dad Atticus, whom was always like this knight. He was supposed to be like the good character. But um, in this book, he and a bunch of other people in the town let this person talk about how they think that white people are superior to black people. And Scout be feels betrayed by this and she feels betrayed by her whole town. Even though it had the same characters and setting as To Kill a Mockingbird, it felt completely different. It had a very different story and it adds more memories from Scout's childhood. If you've read To Kill a Mockingbird, you should definitely read this because it puts a new spin on the first book for sure. The fifth book that I want to talk about is A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Um, this is so good. This is an epic of a read. Like, it's pretty thick. Let's see how many pages. Like, over 700. Okay, I first heard about this book from watching Mime's channel. Mime is a YouTuber. She's from New Zealand, but she lives in Japan. And she makes videos. And she talked about this in one of her, like, old December vlogs. <laughs> I was, like, creeping through her channel watching some old stuff. Basically, this is so good. I've never read a book like this. It follows four friends um, who live in New York over, like, decades of their lives. It is quite, like, epic and huge, and it deals with a lot of subjects. So, the four friends, they start off as, like, in their 20s. There's Willem, who is, like, really beautiful, has no trouble getting people to fall in love with him, and is also an, an aspiring actor. Um, there's JB, who is a painter, and who also struggles with like finding boyfriends. He struggles with keeping his relationships. Then there's Malcolm who is an architect and finally Jude who it works at an office and he like has a disability in his legs. And the book has like a pretty prominent focus on Jude because of what happened to him in his tweens and like his past because he well, I'm not going to spoil it, but he had, like, some pretty negative experiences, um, in the past. And it deals with him, like, coming to terms with what happened to him. And, it, like, accepting who he is. Yeah, there's a lot of self-acceptance. It 
has a lot of diverse characters, which I really appreciated. Um, it deals with, like, a lot of topics, because, like I said, it spans from then from, like, 20 to, like, 70 or something. Like, it goes for a long time, which I found really unique. I don't think I've ever read something quite like that that spans so long, but it was so good. Um, it covers so many things, like racism, sexuality, coming to terms with yourself, dealing with past, um, self-harm disabilities, like, rape, abuse. It has a lot of stuff. This definitely is not a, a light read. It has some sad moments, also some happy moments, like, it's a book, like, of a lifetime, really. It talks about, like, adoption and friendships and how the relationships change over the years and, like, evolve and careers. It, it's like, it's a lot, guys. It talks about a lot. I can't even begin. Even though it was so, like, even though it was so big, like, I never found myself, like, wanting it to just end. You know, sometimes when you have a big book, you're like, okay, I'm just getting to the end now. But no, for this one, I did not want it to stop. It was so well written, and it changed often enough so that you were kept interested. Um, ugh, yeah, I love it. And the sen some of the sentences were just so beautiful. The descriptions, gorgeous. This was really good. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm... I need to look up what else Mime is reading because she has such great recommendations. This was, this was incredible. The next book that I read um, is called Great Occasions, Readings for the Celebration of Birth, Coming of Age, Marriage, and Death, edited by Carl Seberg. This is an anthology of readings, so it has like quotes, poems, paragraphs, essays, but not like huge essays, paragraphs of essays more like. Basically, I thought this concept was genius. It is split into four parts, birth, coming of age, marriage, and death. So you just pick a part and then you can read stuff about it. So you can read a poem that deals with death. I really love that idea. I just thought it was so smart. My favorite category was coming of age, because, you know, I'm coming of age. Um, and yeah, this is basically just like full of different quotes and stuff by different people. And different like books from the Iliad, James Lawson, E.E. E. Cummings, stuff like that. I really like this. I didn't read this whole thing because there are so many readings in here. But uh, again, I wish I could own this because like anytime you want, you can just pick a category and read something about it. It's very heartening and comforting. I love, I realize I love like anthologies. Maybe I'll read you some from the coming of age section because that was my favorite section. Um, from There's Something I Often Notice by Yevgeny Yevtushenko, um, character begins to form at the first pinch of anxiety about ourselves. I mean, that's so true! I love that quote, oh my gosh. And then another one by May Sarton. Now there is time, and time is young. I love that. Great quote. And then a few pages later by Emily Dickinson. And meet the road. Erect. I love that. Yeah, it's just like a collection from so many different writers. Ugh, I love this. I want to get more books like this. Because there's like something for everyone in this book, you know? You can just like get married, read about it. And finally, the last book that I want to talk about is called Haiku in English. The First Hundred Years. Again, this isn't an anthology, but this is strictly for short poems published originally in English. So it's not like traditional Japanese haikus. These are like short poems. And this was so nice. I read every single poem in this and it was so nice to read. Um, yeah, very easy. I love haikus because they're like 
easy to read. If you are like me and you're bad at interpreting poetry, haikus are for you. Because like you don't need an English teacher telling you about, ooh, there's a simile, there's a metaphor, there's the illusion. That's what that word means. You know, haikus are much easier to read. So I really appreciated this book. Um, yeah, I love this one. It was really good. It's edited by Jim Cation, Philip Rowland, and Alan Burns. Um, and again, it's just a collection of different haikus by different authors everywhere here. Ooh, imagine if they had a haiku book where it's haikus but divided into different categories. That would be nice. Mm, that probably exists. Like, all the books exist nowadays. Okay, I'll choose a random one and read to you. Ready? Okay. Birth Cry. The stars are all in place. After childbirth, she wants to see the withered moor. Her hourglass figure in my father's watch. The wren moves apart from its song. That is by Raymond Roseleep. Um, so great. I feel like you could just flick this through and just read one and immediately love it. Again, there's like a haiku for, there's at least one haiku for everyone in this book because there there's quite a few. But I breezed through this. I read it like, well, I finished it in one day, so it was pretty easy to read, really fast. I feel like you could take more time to like delve into the simile of every single poem, but if you're just reading it for like fun and like for a nice visual to relax, I really love this. Haikus are really good for that. Man, I have read a lot of books in these past couple weeks, um, mostly because I've been listening to like a lot of audiobooks. Like I spend a lot of time like commuting and walking, so by listening to audiobooks, like you really check out the hours because it's like you spend. I spend a lot of time on the bus. Although I still have been listening to podcasts too, so that does take up some of my ear space. But anyway, um, I hope you guys enjoyed those books. I am going to give them back to the library now. Thank you, library. God bless libraries for existing. Like, truly. Where would I be without the library? I don't even want to think about that. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Tell me what I should read in the next two weeks. And I will see you in my next video.